What did LeBron one. say to you afterward? It looked, he gave you a couple big hugs and he was shouting something at you. What was that? Honestly, I don't know. We probably again like two kids jumping for joy. I said, that's my dog. Hey. <laughs> that's my dog. <laughs> Welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm Zach Harper. Today we got Black Trey, we got Justin Rowan, we got Rob Lopez on the ones and twos. We're talking on Carmelo Anthony in Houston, or maybe not in Houston anymore. We got the Bucks slaying NBA Giants. But first, guys, it finally happened. The trade that would not happen finally went through Jimmy Butler to the Philadelphia 76ers, along with Justin Patton in exchange for Dario Saric, Robert Covington, Jared Bayless's corpse, and a 2022 second round pick. Uh, you guys can listen to a full emergency pod from Saturday that had Dave DeFord, had Black Trey. Uh, who else did it have? Had myself. Who else do we have on there, Rob? Uh, John Wilms. John, John Wilms. That's right. Shouts to John Wilms. Shouts to John Wilms. <laughs> that was a good episode. Uh, we have the trade call will be finalized on Monday. Butler will make his debut Wednesday against the Orlando Magic. Uh, Justin, your thoughts on the initial haul from the Timberwolves and what it means for Jimmy Butler. You know what? I, I think it's a pretty good haul for Minnesota. Uh, they get two players that I think fit their system really well. They got two starters there, uh, both in Sarge and Covington. Um, it's not really a high upside move. They didn't kind of get that piece for the future that I think that they were hoping for uh, with someone like Josh Richardson from Miami. Um, but I still think that they came away uh, doing pretty well with this deal. Obviously, see Philadelphia gets a hell of a player in Jimmy Butler and then we probably win because there's no way in hell the Minnesota organization doesn't leak out a bunch of stuff about Jimmy Butler so I I, I think it's a win-win-win for everybody involved Trey what did you think of the uh, of the trade uh, I thought everybody got better um you know uh I think Minnesota Timberwolves fans are going to be very excited about Rocco um, you know, I've seen the Sixer fans bragging about deflections of Jimmy Butler, but Rocco got way more deflections than him. Um, I think it's just more so the name that's really being bought right now, but the offensive game I think will help in uh, a drastic way. Yeah, he's a, like he's a he's a good shooter. He's a very streaky shooter, like month to month. He's a very streaky shooter, but obviously a very good defender. Gets a lot of deflections. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that about about Josh Richardson with the upside. Dario's actually a year younger than Josh Richardson, but we view Josh Richardson as like the the younger prospect, maybe because he's not quite as experienced when you factor in overseas stuff. Because I thought the same thing. I was when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, Richardson is uh, is like more of a prospect, but Dario. I, I don't think Dario's going to, you know, really shine under Tom Thibodeau. But once Tom right. Thibodeau was fired at the end of the season, then I think the next coach has a chance to really turn Dario into something, Justin. Yeah, I I think I'm more thinking of a player that kind of fits today's game. I, I think Sarge brings a lot of that to the table. I don't think he's as bad defensively as people think. Uh, but I still think there are some physical limitations to him, uh, yeah. which can limit his upside and his ability to be a core piece when you're trying to build a team. Um, but you're right. He, he still is a young player, and, and we've seen players take leaps before and, and kind of uh, improve their body and, and adjust to the modern game. So uh, he sure, certainly shouldn't be written off in that way. And uh, I, I think he's a really good fit there in Minnesota once they get a, a coach that can properly utilize that roster. And then, and then for the Sixers, Jimmy is that third star, right? Like he's the guy that they really need. Now they, they got to fill in with shooting. They can do that maybe through trade, through the buyout season, maybe next summer with, with signings, but they really needed someone else to be there to, to kind of take things over at times. And, and he certainly gives them that tray. Yeah, I definitely see, uh, 
you know, not to leave, not to bounce back to Minnesota, but I see Sarge being a Nico Miritich guy, mm-hmm. um, sure. uh, you know, as a, a, a cool comp. And then also on uh, the Sixers side, my only thing is now you lose a starting power forward. Does Ben yep. Simmons go play power forward in a positionless basketball? And now you bring Reddick back in the lineup or do you start Muscala? Um, so, I mean, things get interesting, but again, you know, we still got December 15th. I see a lot of guys getting bought out um, and moving forward. And maybe some, some of these teams can pick up some of these guys. So Carl Anthony Towns was asked about the whole Jimmy Butler thing. And on Sunday he said, he's one hell of a player. And we had Joel Embiid <laughs> and Ben Simmons uh, asking Cat and Wiggins about, uh, about Jimmy Butler and uh, trying to figure out how to relate to him and, ha- and what to expect and all this stuff. I would love, Trey, I would love to know what Carl told Joel Embiid about this, about the whole experience. Like I, there's got, like, we got to find a way to hack his phone or something. Uh, I mean, you know, I think I'm pretty sure the conversation was really funny. Um, but you know, when you, when you're dealing with the media, you got to be really careful with your words. And I think he took the safe route. Um, but I just wish he would have been real now that he's gone. He doesn't have to deal with him. Right. Just add, (laughs) just add, add new to the headline. Like, Hey, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's gone now. It's my team. You know what I mean? Just, just get it all. Go ahead and get it all. So the matchup can be juicy. That's the problem with Carl, man. He's too political. He tries to play this game too much. Uh, Justin, Justin, January 15th, we've got Wolves in Philly. March 30th, Jimmy Butler returns to Minnesota. What are you expecting? I expect it to be a little bit vicious uh, when he goes back to Minnesota, um, which is funny because obviously Jimmy Butler hasn't handled this as well as he could. Um, I, I still think overall the move for to trade for Jimmy Butler worked out for the wolves. Um, they, they took a gamble on uh, a star player and uh, they got a good return. A lot of franchises are left in a much worse position than them uh, when they have a disgruntled superstar. Um, they got to the playoffs for the first time in a while. Um, but ultimately when someone doesn't want to play for your team, it hurts. So I I think things are going to get a little bit ugly when he goes back to, uh, Minnesota. My final thought, another wasted year. All right, listeners, I've got to tell you guys about a new time saving trick in under five minutes using an awesome new app called simple contacts. Anyone who wears contact lenses needs to know about it. Simple contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your brand of lenses from anywhere in minutes. Through an online vision test, it's designed by doctors and every test is reviewed by a doctor, so they're literally bringing the doctor's office to your home. My friend Jessica, she's got contacts. She uses simple contacts. Couldn't be an easier thing for her to do. Contact lenses prices are unbeatable. Vision test is only $20 and you get free shipping. Best of all, listeners get $20 off their first simple contacts order with our promo code BTB. Try it for yourself and save $20 on your lenses by going to simplecontacts.com slash BTB. Again, that's BTB or entering the code BTB at checkout. I want to mention this isn't a replacement for your periodic full full eye health exam. You still need to do those occasionally, but it's the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. Don't just take it from me, though. Simple Contacts has been rated five stars over 5,000 times on the App Store. That's really impressive. Again, this is not a replacement for your periodic eye, full eye health exam. 
$20 off simplecontacts.com slash BTB or just enter the code BTB at checkout. Save time, save money, save yourself a headache with Simple Contacts at simplecontacts.com slash BTB. All right, another big game on Sunday between the Houston Rockets, Indiana Pacers. Rockets win 115-103, a much-needed victory. James Harden, 40 points, 9 assists, 7 rebounds, was 9 of 20 from the field. But 18 of those 20 shots were from three-point ranges, 8 of 18 from, from deep, 14 of 15 from the line, had 9 turnovers. Chris Paul finally had a good game at 26 points. Clint Capella got hurt, had 18.7 Rebounds before the knee injury. Uh, he might miss Tuesday's game against the Nuggets. Old Depot had 22, 10, and 7, but shot horribly in this game. And then, guys, really the story here is not that the Rockets won. It's not that Chris Paul was good. It's not that James Harden put up numbers. It's that they are trying to get Carmel the hell out of Houston. They've it's DNP illness. He's missed the last two games. But they're by all reports, and I can confirm these reports, like the Rockets want to wave them. Like, the Rockets want him gone. <laughs> hey, Zach, and I got two words. What's up? Gary Clark. Gary Clark? Gary Clark. That's Sounds it. like a halftime show. What are you hey, talking about, Gary Clark? Undrafted, un, un, un <laughs> Gary Clark got metal out of here. Point yeah. blanks, period. Because he, he, can, he can play the role. Well, that's the thing. That's all they need is defense. Some energy guy, some guy active, and do what you can do. Knock down a shot, be there, be available, and Mike D'Antoni has bought in and said, "Okay, well, I got a young guy that's cheap and wants to do. Will run in a run for run through a brick wall for me. I'm taking him." Yeah, Tim McMahon of ESPN has been all over the story, reporting it, saying that uh, teammates and coaches believe that Melo was gone. They're trying to figure out a way to like politely get rid of him. I think they're trying to find like some kind of middle ground to say. Uh, to to make this look more like a, a mutual thing than it is, but they just don't want him there. And, and Justin, Chris Paul is not happy with this. No, he's, he's not happy with it. And uh, I'm, I'm sure most of the banana boat crew isn't as well. Um, I, I guess the interesting thing would be, do they get, Ariza and Umba Mute back as a result of this, or, <laughs> or <laughs> it, it's uh, it's painful though. Like it, you you you'd hope that things would work out a little bit better for Houston. I thought that there was the opportunity for Carmelo to have a decent role off the bench. Um, obviously, they they didn't retain the guys from the uh, this past summer. Uh, there maybe they can get some help on the buyout market, but the Carmelo experiment were went worse than almost anybody could have expected. So Dwayne Wade doesn't want uh, a scapegoating him. He says, trying to make my guy Carmelo Anthony the fall guy, huh? Man, y'all need to stop. That's the easy way out instead of addressing what the real problem is. So there are a bunch of problems, right? Like defense isn't that good. It's been okay the past week, but it's still not that good with uh, with the loss of Ariza and, and Bamute, like you said, Justin. Jeff Bizdelic retiring. He's coming back, but he retired briefly right before the season. They didn't really have time to address that on the coaching staff, uh, Chris Paul has been washed, right? James Harden is right. out of shape. Uh, Eric Gordon can't hit shots. Clint Capella not been that good, right? Or at least not consistent. So Trey, is Car- is it fair to make Carmel the, the fall guy? Like, is this actually going to like, and here's the thing. If they just start playing better now that he's gone, it's going to ki- like, it's going to kill the reputation even more, even though it's, it's not just him. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's not fair to make him an escape goat because they all played bad. They shot bad. Their defense was bad. This was an overall blame, but they weren't going to fire D'Antoni. So, yeah. hey, it's mellow. I mean, because realistically, he didn't add anything to it. You know what I mean? I would understand if he was playing well. He's not the one that made James Harden fat. 
I mean, no. <laughs> I don't know what made him fat, man, to be honest. Are we, wait, hold on. No, no, we, we know what made him fat. It's the MVP. Yeah, he's been, he made he yeah. won MVP. He had a okay. great season, and he partied all summer, which is fine, man. That's fine. But that's it actually what was, fat. <laughs> it was actually a light year's move for Houston to sign Melo to take away the attention that Chris Paul and, and James Harden would have uh, after getting the contract and the MVP. This and, Gerald Moore knows Gerald. what he's doing. He knows how to play the media. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, 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 you know, I'll take it. I'll take it for what it is. But, hey, Melo, uh, I hate to see his career go on this path. I mean, I mentioned that they him and Iverson had similar endings. Yeah, you know, well, as yeah, far as the Iverson Grizzlies year, right? Like that yeah, was definitely as being not even here like three like, weeks and not wanting to, you know, I mean, by force he was kind of made to sit on the bench, but then still to a point. If it's another team, he won't do it. So I don't think this this goes well. I don't know. No other team would want to bring him in because obviously he would stunt the growth of, you know, the younger guys and take shots from them. And then also, um, I think he's going to be at home until somebody actually, you know, God forbid, an injury. And then they, you know, they rent him for a couple months. Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. Like, I, I just, I, you know, kind of final thought on this. Like, I just, I don't know that. I, someone will give him a chance because I still think like, I know we killed mellow and all this stuff, but like, he's still too talented, even though his, his skill set has in his, in his approach to the game have declined severely, but he's still too talented not to be on an NBA roster. Yeah, Two words, sure. Lakers chain. <laughs> I mean, Hey, that's, that's one, that's one possible suitor. And then, um, where else? Uh, Twitter has, Spoke it up for him to end up in Washington for jokes purposes. Oh my God. I'm in on that. Guys, maybe the biggest moment from the weekend on the court, Gordon Hayward finally returned to the Utah jazz. As we remember last year, he shattered his ankle and his, his tibia uh, five minutes into the season that ruined, that ended his season. He never got a chance to return to, to Utah and, and have that, that comeback game against them. Uh, they lose to the Jazz, Boston Celtics lose to the Jazz on Friday night, 123-115. Gordon Hayward wasn't very good in the return, 13 points on nine shots, three of nine shooting, seven assists. Uh, Kyrie missed that game for personal reasons. Donovan Mitchell had 21-5 and five that night. Um, but they didn't do a tribute video. They put out a video on Twitter during the day as, as their tribute video, and the, the comments, oh boy, the replies, Justin, <laughs> were not positive in Gordon's, Gordon's favor. I mean, I'm relentlessly petty, so I loved how terrible that tribute video was. It was just so understated that it, it's hard to believe that that wasn't done intentionally. Um, it, it's still a little baffling to me that there's as much bad blood as there is. Uh, but as I said earlier, when a team loses a star player, there's almost always hurt feelings. So um, <laughs> the Jazz fans haven't uh, exactly handled it well, even though they have come out better than uh, almost we don't, we don't we don't have to couch it we don't have to get they haven't handled it well at all. they're really they're really <laughs> upset about this they gotta let it go trey you know what i'm sorry to change the subject but i just stumbled upon this quote from Kyrie saying right now i think it would be nice if we had someone that was a 15-year vet or a 14-year vet that could kind of help us race along the regular season and understand it's long marathon uh it's a oh. it's a that it's a long marathon rather than just a full-on sprint. Is that Kyrie lobbying out to get mellow? 
Maybe. I mean, all right. So the, the Celtics lost to the Blazers tonight, 194. Kyrie had 21. Uh, Lillard had 19 and 12. Nurkic had 18 and 17. Tatum had 27. But they do still have, like, they have a good mixture of young and old guys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with Horford, with yeah. Hayward, with Kyrie. But maybe, I don't know, is he upset with Tatum? Is he upset with Jalen Brown? Like, is he upset with Rozier? Like, that's a that's a weird quote to throw out. But like, this is a deep team that doesn't have a lot of holes, right? Like, they can't score at all. But this is a team that, that kind of, like, I don't look at them as a team that's trying to sprint towards the finish line. Hayward for LeBron. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, you know what? Sign me up. Um, the Celtics team, the Celtics team's just weird. Really? I, I, I don't really know what to do with it, Justin. Like, they, they are probably the best defensive team in the league still, right? Like, they're, they're killing on defense, but they, they just can't score. Uh, I was yelling at someone, at a caller on NBA radio the other day because they got mad that I said you can get rid of Kyrie, you can get rid of Terry Rozier and just run your offense through Horford and Hayward and do more of like a Denver-style offense. And this guy yelled at me, and I started yelling back at him saying, they don't move the ball, that's why they can't score. They don't move the ball because Kyrie's the point guard. Yeah, I'm sorry about that again. I, I had a couple of drinks. It, it was a long day for me. <laughs> you um, should have said your name was you. <laughs> you <shouldn't. laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a weird situation. Like to me, I'm not panicking too much because Boston has a good enough defense uh, to get by in the regular season. They're going to end up with a high seed. Uh, they really just need to figure out their their offense by like April. Um, so they have more than enough time to do that. There's just so much talent there that I still feel like they're the team with the highest upside in the Eastern conference. And it's just about figuring out how to play with each other. Obviously when you hand the, uh, or when you mix in another ball dominant guy in Hayward, it can throw things off. Tatum's trying to find his voice. Uh, Jalen Brown was asked to take a step back. So it's a bit of a weird balance there, but uh, I, I still believe that they'll more than likely put it together at some point this season. All right, guys, go to cottonbureau.com, search Count the Dings. We got four shirts on there. We got pins. We got all kinds of stuff. Well, no, that's really all we have. We have four shirts and we have pins, but it's stuff that you can only get for a limited time. You got to go there now. We're trying to sell a few more shirts in this order. Uh, everything is pre-ordered, and it won't be a lot. It won't be around for like after another week. I think that's all we got. We got like one more week of this. And then they're gone forever. So you got one more chance to get it. Go to cottonbureau.com, search Count the Dings, check out those shirts. All right, the rest of Sunday's action. We had the Bucks, my Milwaukee Bucks, beat the Denver Nuggets 121-114. Giannis had 22-9-8. Brooke Lopez had 28 points and hit eight three-pointers, which is a career high. Middleton and Brogdon both cracked crack 20 points. Paul Millsap, another good game, Trey. Might not be completely washed anymore. He had 25, 8, and 6. Jokic had 20 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Uh, these Bucks, man, they slay the, the Golden State Warriors. They slay the Denver Nuggets. Basically, if you're a good team right now, they're taking you down. Yeah, man. Uh, I like Trill Sap, dude. He looked, he looked like him old self right there. Like, I was... He was aggressive. I don't know if it was the matchup. I don't really want to get too high on it, but I I liked I liked what I seen. The Los Angeles Lakers barely eke out one against the Atlanta Hawks, 107-106. LeBron had 26.7 rebounds, four assists. Trey Young with 20 points, 12 assists. Kuzma had 18 and 8. Uh, Kent Bazemore at 21 points. LeBron missed clutch free throws again, but he got mm-hmm. the game winning dunk. And then Tyson Chandler blocked Trey Young as time expired. Justin. Be honest with me. I know you know you're you're on to the Colin Sexton era. You're on to the Chetty Osman era. Uh, but you, you were kind of hoping this Hawks team would win that game. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought it would be a good learning experience for my Lakers if the Hawks pulled that off. For but, your Lakers? Uh, yeah, for my Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, you know what? Ultimately, it's good for LA. Um, they, they've had kind of a weaker part of their schedule here, but they're actually winning games that they're supposed to win. Uh, you like seeing that that's not all, not always the case with the LeBron team in the regular season, especially when it's early on in the process and you're learning how to play with each other. So even though that this this is an ugly win. Uh, I still think it, it's a good learning experience for them. Obviously, Tyson Chandler is looking really good, three and zero yeah. since they've added him. Um, I, I mean, the Lakers don't really need a whole lot from that center position. They basically just needed a body. Uh, Javale McGee was looking good with, with them, so uh, I, I assume that a revitalized Tyson Chandler would kind of do the same thing. So, um, just getting rid of those Kuzma at the five lineups and, and getting a big body out there has made a real big difference for them. Yeah, Magic Johnson doesn't have to yell about Jonathan Williams, you know, playing playing big minutes for him because I don't think he was very happy about that. Uh, Trey. Vince Carter still doing big dunks. How does this happen? Man, he held it down for all 30 and up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I can call out some young punks tomorrow after that dunk. My um, knees hurt. My knees hurt just watching him. <laughs> hey man, I don't know how he does it, man. We found the youth for something, dude. I you know, it, normally I want older players to hang it up, but I never want to see Vince Carter hang it up. No, I want I want Vince and so, Jamal to keep playing forever. Late to you 49, be a vampire. Go ahead. Exactly. Uh, uh one thing I want to yell out. Yeah. Cleotis. My man, Cleotis for the win. Tyson Chandler, put some respect on my man's name. Get familiar. The rim protector. Man, he saved LeBron's ass tonight. He really did. Charlotte Hornets beat the Detroit Pistons today, 113-103. Kemba Walker at 24-8. Andre Drummond, another monster game and a loss, 23-22. and I feel so dumb that we talked so much about the Pistons 4-0 no star because this team sucks. I'm done with them. Orlando Magic, speaking of sucks, the Orlando Magic beat the Knicks 115-89. Vooch had uh, 21-14. and Mo Bamba had, eight, had 15 points, eight rebounds off the bench. Ennis Cantor had 16 points, 15 rebounds. Didn't try to get any social media people fired. Uh, <laughs> zero Knicks starters scored more than seven points, but just, oh my God, I'm, we're done with this. We're done with this team. I don't want, no one have any comments on this. I, I don't want to talk about the magic. I don't want to talk about the Knicks. You didn't, you didn't want to talk about the blocks from Robinson? He had yeah. a block party. Uh, yeah. yeah, nine blocks like that. That's fine. I mean, they, they scored 89 points. Hey, so, man, I mean, what do you want from me, man? Okay, rating up. <laughs> line of the weekend all right we got james harden with 40 points nine assists seven rebounds but he did have nine nine turnovers drummond had 23 and 22 like i mentioned also had a loss joel Embiid earlier this weekend at 42 points 18 rebounds four assists four blocks Crosby towns at 39 and 19 in a loss Jokic had 37 and 21 in a loss so who's your who's your line of the weekend trey Man, Drummond's line is stupid, but they took an L, so I'm going to give it to James Harden. Got his first win on the uh, home court this season. 47-9 and nine is legit. That's that's the stick it to those people who say he's not top five in the league. Justin, what's your line of the weekend? I got to go with Embiid. Um, hit, hitting the big shot to put that in game into OT. Uh, just really impressive performance and helped Philadelphia avoid an ugly loss. Um, just it, to me, that was the best line for sure. I'm going with my guy Carl Anthony Towns. 39 points, 19 rebounds, one star traded. I think I'm. I think that gets the uh, that gets the win for me, even though they took a loss. No love for Stretch Curry. 
<laughs> not this time. Next time. Next time Stretch Curry puts it up, then, then, then we'll give it to him. Uh, check out the mailbag from Friday. Check out our emergency pod on the Jimmy Butler trade from Saturday. Make sure to find the BOMM pod on its own feed on your favorite podcast platforms. Go subscribe, rate, review that. Also subscribe, rate, and review the Daily Ding, as well as our feeds on back-to-back Key and Fahey's NFL pod, The Interceptable, which returns this week with myself. And the House of Strauss, thanks for waking up with this. Everybody go brush your teeth. Ding, ding. <laughs>